Welcome to Yes, the Stripper podcast, a podcast for all sex workers. On this podcast, we'll discuss how classifying each other as people and workers is dangerous to society and marginalized groups of people. We'll also talk about the climate in and outside of the clubs and all the amazing things us sex workers do. I'm so inspired and in awe with each and every one of you, and I'm always excited for what's going to be shared next. I'm your stripper queen from the North, Onyx, and this is Yes, a Stripper podcast. What's up, everyone? My name is Onyx, stripper queen from Canada, and welcome to my very first episode. I had a chance to speak with Honey Lestrange, stripper, entrepreneur, designer, mom, advocate. The list goes on with this all-around lovely, beautiful person. This super mom and I spoke about the challenges and discrimination that comes with parenthood and stripping at the same time while she juggles day-to-day work and showcases and overcoming an abusive relationship. Throughout our conversation, there were lots of laughs and tangents. Oh boy, the tangents. <laughs> Honey Lestrange is an easy person to talk to, especially for my first time. So without further ado, here is Miss Honey Lestrange. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Yes, a Stripper podcast. I'm your stripper queen from the North Onyx. So for those of you who don't know, this is my very first interview, podcast interview. Get excited because I'm excited to start and introduce our next guest, Miss Honey Lestrange. Kindly tell all of us what your pronouns are. Um, hi, um, my pronouns are she, her. Um, I'm also comfortable with they, them. Not really... Um too crazy about you know anything in particular you can call me whatever you want <laughs> still excited and meh <laughs> <laughs> so you were just saying that you started your own business tell us about that um uh yeah I was doing virtual shows um at this kind of toward the start of the pandemic um with a couple friends of mine um and was on a different uh, kind of a few I guess virtual shows um over the last year and I started to pretty much as most people <laughs> did in the pandemic, try and um, like commodify my art and like, you know, sell stuff. And that's why I started like getting into um, crocheting again and making projects. And I love it. <laughs> you got a little one running around in the background. Yeah. I don't, uh, and also I have like, you know, trying to like manage all these things. I have yes. like two actual jobs right now. I have, you know, both physical I have to be there and then at home and then trying to like manage my time. I have to, you know, have um, the schedule going on at my animals. So yeah, there's a lot going on um, at all times. And um yeah, trying to usually I try I have to like schedule everything down to the minute so that things mm. like this don't happen. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I totally get it. I totally get it. So I was looking and I saw something that was called the Cool Cats. Is that your production or is that something that you were just involved in? Um, yeah, it was kind of it was a co-production. It's kind of weird um, because it was kind of a co-production between three people. Um, one was my best friend, Teddy B. Ruxpin, and yes. another dancer who I didn't know for very long, but um, she worked at Cheetahs for like maybe like three, four months before we shut down, not because of the pandemic, totally something different. Um, and so I kind of, she had mentioned, um, Susan B. Sketchy had mentioned like, hey, do you want to do a show? Um, I want to get all the Cheetahs dancers, dancers together and do something virtual. It'd be so fun to do. 
Um, and I actually was like kind of on the fence. I was like, I don't know. I don't like, I think, I think that sounds great. I don't really know who you are. As a person, you know? <laughs> like, uh, you know, I don't really like want to step on any toes because there's other virtual shows going on and, you know, like, um, so then I talked to Teddy and I was like, Teddy, um, what's up? <laughs> so, you know, what do you think about this show? Like, I think it sounds cool. Like, you know, if we can put our ideas into it and like make it our own thing. And, you know, and it started off like that, you know, it started off kind of like as a, a meld of different, mm-hmm. um, you know, experiences and different um, themes that we all kind of liked. And um, it was really fun to get together and, you know, have all of our performances and, and show our artistic sides like in our home and do things that we couldn't do at Cheetahs. Um, but then it just, you know, working with people especially if you don't have like a relationship with them ahead of time and not knowing like you know what's going on it just became very difficult and it felt like even though it was a a production of mine and I was putting so much work into it and producing it um it almost became uncomfortable for me to say that I was producing the show I just became like uncomfortable and I didn't feel like it was like our own anymore I felt like we were working for someone you know and and it was like if I want to work for someone else yeah yeah and and I don't want to hate on anything but it was very rooted in like the white supremacy thing Mm -hmm. because it's natural for you know people who already have positions of power to kind of amplify their own voices and you know amplify their own I I can do this and I can do this and I can do this and it's like but what about the people around you can Mm -hmm. can you know anyone else bring that to the table as well you know and it became kind of like like a a frustrating like push and pull about like we're, we're a community you know and and I kind of I wasn't really comfortable in that so I, I actually quit Cool Cats a while ago but then I still had um show set up so it was kind of like a weird transition because I was like I quit but then yeah. I was performing in these shows good for you though yeah <laughs> so, I love that you yeah. kept on doing it <laughs> yeah well you know I didn't want to like quit like you know like back out of the obligations because we had scheduled them in advance like so far in advance mm-hmm. um which is actually one of the things that I was like why are we like it's like literally like April why are we like planning? you know like things like that like it's January why are we planning for May right now like we have so much to do can we like not like you're making work out of this and it should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know so that's why when I quit I did have so many obligations and, and I didn't want to like you know leave them out of like one last answer and mm-hmm. so it was definitely a weird time um now I'm trying to figure out like kind of if I want to continue on with my own thing but the virtual shows I feel like are kind of you know as things are opening up they might be dying down a little bit or you know I'm not sure how that would work so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah Awesome. Well, so for those of us who don't know, I see that you dip your toes into like everything, music videos, you're a ganja girl, you have a production company, you do your other things on the side, you make jewelry, crocheting, like all the things. <laughs> what, um, so are you a stripper? Are you a burlesque dancer? Like what do you categorize yourself as? Um, that's also really weird because I would say that I'm a stripper just because of what, um, what I like the type of dancing I do and pole dancing and working in clubs, but I've also worked only the clubs I've worked at in real life have been um, not topless clubs. Mm. So they're like bikini bars. So it's like, technically I haven't stripped completely, but then in the virtual shows I have. Mm. 
um, because, you know, like I'm not restricted by the rules of the bar. Um, and like, you know, I am like, oh, I forgot my pasties and I'm just gonna, you know, like, you know, so it's, it's kind of a weird, I would call myself a stripper um, because I want to normalize that word and I want to, you know, people to just see like to, to what degree you're taking your clothes off, you know, I'm still going up there and stripping off my, you know, top. And yeah. if I could, you know, do more in those environments. And also I don't really like my breasts. If I had a boob job, I would work at every topless club. <laughs> club um, you know, and, and that's like, we, we all have our different, you know, reasons, yeah, for, yeah. you know, our limits and stuff. So yeah, yeah, for me, I would call myself a stripper. For a less dancer, I, I feel like, um, would work in some environments because I have done burlesque before mm -hmm. and I have like a burlesque costumes and like feathers and all that stuff but I feel like it's for more of what I do on a regular basis that's not really um as as much of an accurate word mm, okay well how long have you been um crocheting and making your own jewelry for those look <laughs> awesome <laughs> um thank you I'm actually making a skirt with pockets right now <laughs> I've been crocheting <laughs> since I was like a kid Awesome. Um, my mom taught me and my mom made like a bunch of awesome blankets and stuff, but I'm making a skirt with pockets right now. And nice. Nice. But it's kind of hard to see because like, you know, it's not finished, but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so I've been awesome. crocheting for a really long time and um, I make outfits for my uh, best friend, Teddy B. Ruxton. She mm -hmm. helps uh, model them and stuff. So. I've seen that. I've seen that. She's like your wifey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Um, and then also I saw, um, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Is it called a folk folklore folklore? It's that uh, it's called folklorico. It, it, folklorico. it, which is like, yeah, it's like Spanish for, yeah. you know, like folk dancing. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> so, Tell us more about um, that. Yeah. I started doing that. Um, gosh, I don't remember like maybe when I was like 10 or 11 or something. Um, and my mom did it in high school because it was part, uh, she went to San Fernando High, which is where Richie Valens went. And it's like the whole um, valley school, you know? And mm. so that was a thing there that was part of the curriculum um, at the school. And so when I was about like 10 or 11, the church down the street had a program that my aunts went to. And so I would go them and it was really cool um, because it was, you know, people, who look like us, you know, like I used in a, a bunch of people who like went to the church and a bunch of people around the neighborhood. Um, and at the time I went like half, I was like half in school and like kind of a weird thing. Like I was in school in Burbank, which was predominantly um, all a white neighborhood. And then, so I would go there and it was, it would kind of be like a fun like place, you know, just like be with like other people. Um, which at the time I did not realize that that's one of the reasons why I thought like that this was such a fun place mm. to be in, you know, I just remember being like, I love this place and we're all like having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, the race in the hell virtual showcase, that was a huge wow. event. And I seen, um, the caption was, um, you're dancing in your kitchen and it's like how mom's spaghetti tastes good. I laugh my ass off so hard because I'm like, yeah, that spaghetti tasted good. You slam into the splits like that. <laughs> um, I think that was, that was actually for a cold cat show. My racing oh, was, it? was similar. Yeah. I <laughs> so many of those, but yeah, the mom's spaghetti one, that one's for the show called um, I'm eating my feelings or a seasonal depression slash eating my feelings. Okay. Um, and <laughs> I was just trying to like, you know, like, do something silly and um actually it's funny because I was trying to think of like silly songs or like different things I could do that would be like not as um 
I guess, typical, you know, like typical, mm-hmm. like, you know, I was like, maybe I could do like peaches and cream or whatever. And it's actually Susie was like, have you heard of that mom spaghetti song? And I was like, <laughs> actually, yeah, I have. And it actually sounds pretty funny. And um, so yeah, she like helped me and like, we filmed it in my kitchen and did this whole, like, I, toward the end of it, I ended up like on top of my counter pouring like Parmesan cheese, <laughs> like, all over myself that's great um, that's great I love that yeah my knees really don't appreciate that that split though (laughs) my poor knees oh yeah I heard about about that (laughs) oh geez so I see you've got a little one he's running around for all of us to see um we've all heard negative stereotypes when it comes to sex work but it gets worse when you decide to have or if you have a child how has having your little man affected your work if at all and do you lose any of your own individuality when you become a mom um that is that is a very loaded question because my I was not affected really before um I took time off obviously you know I had I had my son um, and then I went back to work and my hardships mostly weren't necessarily with working. My hardships were with leaving an abusive relationship mm-hmm. and that person using sex work as the, the catalyst for that abuse. Mm. Um, so, you know, like going in and to have to defend myself in court um and you know it's like she's a stripper and she does this and she does that and it's like all of these other things were not true Mm. but then it's like oh well are you a stripper well yeah I I work at this club I work you know at these hours and in most luckily we're we're kind of a a more positive society where it is easier um a lot of lawyers were for instance very supportive the mediator at the courthouse was super supportive um the mediator was like we see this all the time it's very yeah. obvious you know abusive people will use things like that against you don't worry about it um but actually you know just as the case with anything there's individuals in the system who have their own biases um and it was <laughs> like something that like will stick with me forever because this judge, it was one of those, I had almost felt like, uh, I almost felt like, like, yeah, we're progressive where everyone's telling me the co- the lady at the courthouse is telling me, girl, no one cares if you're a stripper, as long as you're supporting your son. So yes, I was like, that's yeah. awesome but then, to hear. You know, but then, yeah, it was awesome to hear. But then the judge herself immediately was like, no, what, what do you do? What's, what are your hours? oh, you work till 2 a.m., you know? And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, well, I get to spend the whole day with my son yeah, and then go to work when he's sleeping. Isn't that like a good thing when I have more time to spend with him? And it was just immediately, like from what I did, it was, she's a bad mom. He must be, what what he must be saying is correct. She must mm. be doing drugs. She must be doing this, this and that because of what she does. She didn't, it was very obvious. She didn't read any of my evidence. She didn't look at anything. I had statements from people saying this person was stalking me. Like, so I had even, um, cause CPS was called on me for being a sex worker. Wow. Um, and then even the, the, the CPS person did a whole affidavit and was like, she's a good mother. Like, you know, like anytime she was at homeless or whatever was because leaving an abusive relationship that will happen. Right. Um, which they will also use homelessness as, as a reason why to take your child away when usually it's because oh, leaving, you know, that's... um, so it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, it was, it's hard. It's easier to use something like that against somebody, um, in a legal way. And 
so that was really hard. But then there's like smaller things. Like I was just recently talking to a friend of mine who, who were joking about it when I was pregnant. Um, and someone was like, are you going to keep stripping? Like, don't you, aren't you worried about how he's going to like grow up? Haven't you seen this the Halloween the, yeah. movies? Yeah. And he straight up said, haven't you seen the Halloween movies? Like he's going to grow up to be a murderer. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like people really think this way like just because I do what I do like no it is different now that I'm at home you know sometimes mm-hmm. I have to you know like work and do stuff I can't like you know in a, in a coronavirus like it's hard to find sitters sometimes so I would have to time it and be like you know have like my boyfriend like literally watching him on the side of the house while I'm mm. over here doing shows and a lot of people you know could say like oh that's that's bad you shouldn't be doing that but it's like people work from home all the time. Mm-hmm. People do, you know, people even can people do cam shows from home all the time when their children are asleep. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's, it's a job. It's just like any other job you, you know, like some jobs are inappropriate to bring a child. You're not going to bring a kid to like a crazy, like farmhouse with like, you know, crazy materials. Right. People are going to die, you know, like there's yeah. environments for children. You're not going to bring them to like a crazy, like loud music studio you know, at 2 a.m. in the morning, you know, there's, there's a time and place to have your work. And I don't think people can separate that. People just see, oh, you're a stripper. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, they only see one or the other. Like, why can't you be both? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, I could also do this. And people ask me, like, does he know what you do? And like, you know, like, yeah, he does. I I don't like, he obviously doesn't like get the extent of it. Like he's a child. But, you know, he does know, like, well, well I can, why can't I play with a pole right now? Okay, because I need it to be clean because I have, That's you know, awesome. I'm, I'm doing a thing tonight, you know? And yeah. I'm like, or get out of, you know, why are you setting up the green screen? Oh, I have to work tonight, you know? And yeah. like, that's that's the extent because it doesn't matter. It's the same thing as everyone, you know, I, I'm busy. You're cared for over here or, you know, you're going to your friend's house for a sleepover or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my job. Um, and I really don't understand like why that's so shocking to people. Yeah. Um, you know, or the fact that he knows like, well, he, that's fine that you do that, but he knows. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to like lie to my kid and say I work like, you know, he also knows that I work at a restaurant and then I work, I work at two restaurants and that, you Mm -hmm. know, I sell things online and, you know, like work is work. Mm -hmm, Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And like, do you ever get questions from people that are like, oh, what if you're, well, you said murderer, but what if your child grows up to be a stripper? And like, then that conversation will obviously happen because you obviously conversate a lot with Asher is his name. Yeah. 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 Um, You know, like any job, like even, you know, like any type of sex work, even if like, you know, like porn or people even have been like, well, are you worried that he's gonna um, be gay and hate women? And I'm like, there, these are things that, as a, as a, as a parent, I wouldn't necessarily be worried about, because what I want to know is, are you making those decisions in a healthy mindset? Are you mm. are you deciding to go Good. into as an adult, go into sex work, because this this and that, and you know how are you not being forced into? You know, I personally love my job, um, you know, and and fell into it. I've been dancing my whole life, you know, fell into it um, when I was working at Jumbo's when I was um, pregnant and I was on leave, my dad even came and I brought him to the bar and he was like, Oh my God, I can see like, this is a perfect place for you to work. <laughs> I was like obsessed with Betty Page when I was like 12, like literally That's obsessed awesome. with Betty Page. I had like Betty Page stationery that I would write to my dad 
because he lived in Texas and you know like, he, like so when he was like he was like this is like totally up your alley obviously you're making these decisions in a healthy mindset as a yes, parent and he's happy for me he's like how are your shows like you know oh. when I quit he's like are you sure you want to quit like I know you have so much fun doing these shows I love that. and it's like that's yeah I like, love that what, you know being a supportive parent is. yeah um you know and it's just kind of to me, it's like, you're worried about the wrong things. When people ask those questions, you're worried about the wrong yeah. things. Are, is your child healthy mentally, physically? Mm-hmm. Are you making these decisions for yourself? Um, which <laughs> he's a child, so we don't, we don't know, you know, are you, he could, you know, be like my mom and be an accountant. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, like, and in that case, I would be like, really? Why do you want to be an accountant? <laughs> So <laughs> um, no, it's fine. Numbers are fun. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I'm so bad with numbers. <laughs> I can count money though. Um, <laughs> that is an accountant. Yeah, you know, <laughs> there are some things, yeah, there are some things where I would feel almost more worried about morally, like, and I know this is kind of fucked up to say, but I would be almost more worried if he were to come to me and say, like, I want to join the army or I want to be a police officer yeah, or yeah. something like that, you know, and then I would be like, oh, what? Because it, it's a different mindset almost, you know, it's a different, like, it's, it's, it seems coming, unfortunately, the way society has made it, it's, it's a destructive thing, and, you know, mm. kind of a violent thing. So that, that would be more like, to me, I'm like, oh my God, I hope he's like a decent human being and doesn't want to like walk around with a gun and like, yeah. you know, like yeah. pull people over for no reason, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that's, that's, I, you know, being a decent person is more of a of a yeah. concern for me than anything else and yeah, oh, he's gonna be amazing <laughs> <laughs> um do you talk to your kid about pronouns or what he identifies as I haven't talked to him about any pronouns um really the only thing I guess um he does like pink a lot like he likes clothes like he likes rainbow stuff he likes glitter stuff and like even glitter <laughs> um yeah I'm like who doesn't you know like slime and all that like glittery things you know and he has been told that that's for girls like he picked out a pair of like light up shoes that are pink and he totally loved them but then he went to school and someone was like well those shoes mm. are for girls um you know and this was in kindergarten this is yeah. pre-coronavirus even you know and I'm like a child told you this it's in kindergarten so like and so cruel. which means their parents are yeah it's like which means that your parents told you at mm-hmm. some point in your life that pink was for girls and I'm like, really, like, we're still doing this to our children. Yeah. Like, we're still doing this to our children and assigning colors. <laughs> and, like, you know, like, all this stuff, like, who the fuck cares? Um, so I have had conversations like that with him where I'm mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. If someone tells you that anything's for boys or anything's for girls, just tell them clearly not because I was able to wear it, right? Like, you know, like, clearly, like, this is for whoever wants to wear it. You're right. Um, and... You. Also, I struggle because, like, my, my boyfriend is like that. He's kind of like the old school mentality, too. And, like, he's also like, he doesn't wear any colors. Like, he's like all black all the time. Um, so, for him, like, he'll even be like, I don't know, that's kind of a girly outfit. And I have to be like, no, no, no. We're not going to do that to, to my child. We're not going to put these, like, weird societal things. Like, you can't wear a pink button up shirt. He's seven. Like, he can wear whatever he wants to. Not, so, winging his dick around, that's totally fine. <laughs> as long as you're you're in your clothes i'm happy with it <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a um i think that's kind of a conversation that would once we do like get like you know if he's ever asked me or like we get there you know i feel like it's already the door is already going to be open where he's just going to yeah. understand and i think just that, like in general like 
kids nowadays, I feel like they're just more open to being more understanding and having less steps to get there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you're doing an amazing job already. <laughs> Uh, I try. That's all it is. I love that everyone feels like parenthood has to be so perfect in the moment. Like, I guess, uh, what your child, you forget your child at, at the, the park one time or something like that. And it's like the world is ending. And it's like a lot of parents have done this before. Like, it's okay. It will happen because yeah, yeah. it's frazzled. Mistakes will be made. You know, like everything's, and, and sometimes, like, there are things that you have to understand and even be like honest with. Like, I haven't even, I haven't gotten to this part yet, but I know that at some point I'm going to have to have a conversation about leaving the abusive relationship and when he was a baby and like being in in that like familiar because I I was um, a former preschool teacher slash daycare provider so I had to take like child development courses and I would even be like we can't be yelling in front of our child because he's literally like an infant absorbing Mm -hmm. all of this negativity Mm -hmm. Um, you know so for me I'm like thinking about like society and how we've like shaped children and parents don't really address those things and it's not like you know it's kind of a something that you see when you know at some point there's going to be some something said or you know some type of behavior that is lingering or you know something that's going to happen that's going to bring up that conversation about how to treat people um and how to you know navigate the the things that happen to you when you're too young to even remember and how that's going to shape your life and say that was our problem mm-hmm. not your problem mm-hmm. um and i feel like people are kind of too uncom- too uncomfortable to have that conversation because it's like well your kids don't remember it they'll feel fine it's like yeah they don't actually like remember these things but their body remembers it their right. soul you know your brain like it, these things emotions and it's been proven like scientifically that you're um, you know, anger issues, how you carry your emotions, how you treat other people, that's all within the first five of, five years of your life. And if you're in a, a very tumultuous, you know, environment, that's going to affect you in a negative way. And you have to own up to that. That's something that I participated in, you know, mm-hmm. as a parent, you have to own up to that and say that was something that I could have left sooner or something that, you know, whatever happened, you know, happened and it's done, the path is done. You've got to do what you got to do to right those wrongs and say that, there's actually something there that is going to cause a problem. And as society is like, I feel like people are really scared of that. People are really scared mm-hmm. to say these little things are going to fuck up my kid for the rest of their life. And I'm sorry, rather than being like, Oh no, it's all, it's totally fine. Like it's just, it's just a little bit of yelling. It's just a little bit of this, you know, and this is kind of like nonchalant and it's like, no, these things like really fuck up your kids. It's the same thing with like, um, this is a totally different debate, but like circumcision, you know, like that's, mm. you're putting a, a the medical procedure on a child who doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And you're mm. thinking like, of course, it's going to affect them later in their life without them even understanding, you know, there's so much that's a hard, even, and then you go back to generational trauma, right? And then there's yeah. like generational trauma, <laughs> of like, you know, like, <laughs> like little <laughs> things that are said and, I was just talking to my boyfriend even, and I'm like, having a son who is white, like he, his dad's white, he looks white, he's a white, white boy. And I thought, I am never going to have that moment where my son's going to come home and ask me what a wetback is, because his friend on the playground called him a wetback. 
you know, and I'm like, wow, like, 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 oh, you don't know what a wetback is? No, explain to me. Where are you from? Where are you from? I'm from Ontario, well, originally Ontario, Canada. Okay. That makes sense? sense. Okay, good. Because I'm like, yeah, you know what this means? Oh, God. Being from Southern California, a wetback, when you cross the border, um, in or or you're or you're like using the beaches or using the Rio Grande River, um, which runs a lot of, along the border. Um, a lot of people swim okay. into America, okay. so they're called wetbacks. I get it now. Um, and it's it really it especially in like Southern California, like predominantly Mexican. It's a really loaded term. Mm. Um, and actually, at the, the restaurant I work at has an article that says that word. Like it's from the fifties, and it's literally like people go over the Wetback Express to have the best chili That's in the world. Wow. And it's yeah, literally, it says that. Wow. And I'm like, I sometimes <laughs> I'll look at it and I'll be like, I'm gonna seal this. I'm gonna burn it one day, <laughs> you know. And so I think about these things. Yeah, and I think about these things, and I'm like, it's so loaded. Like generations generations and eventually yeah. like the cycle stop and eventually you know we have these conversations and you know like all this stuff but yeah it's it's kind of it's so crazy to even think about like having like I don't want to say ownership because you don't own anybody but having like the care of another person mm-hmm. and like knowing that like any little thing you do is gonna like shape their whole like fucking like lives and careers and like all the shit and it's, it's a loaded thing um, but you know, it's also something you got to take responsibility for. So wow. especially if you're a sex worker, you have to like go extra hard to, you know, teach respect and teach like, you know, if somebody bullies you, what do you do if you're bullied? And someone mm-hmm. says like, your mom does this, that, and that, because of course their parents say that to them, you know, um, there's a lot of things that I think about. I know I'm going to have these struggles. Mm-hmm. So I'm already trying to figure out how to approach them. No, thank you so much for sharing that. I love listening to this right now. <laughs> um, I know it's kind of all over the place, but yeah, <laughs> no, I love it. I just like wanted, <laughs> I wanted to know if you're if you're comfortable talking about um, the abusive relationship you're in. I've wanted to go back to that and ask, how did you escape from that? Um, well, that was that was hard because. I would say that it, I didn't escape from it for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Like it took even like not being there and like being, not being in the environment, like to actually escape from it, from the legal process, from um, losing a lot of friends, a lot of like rumors, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, there was no like one thing that I did or like, you know, it was just kind of all a series of decisions that I had to make. And unfortunately that involved cutting a lot of people off. You know, mm-hmm. I had to, I had to stop seeing people. I was actually fired um, from my job for stupid drama involving him um, stalking me. And it was, you know, it was a really tumultuous time. And it was pretty much, I feel like from the time I I left that abusive relationship to the time where I felt like, God, I can, I, I wouldn't even say I feel free because I almost have the worry that in the back of my mind, mm. if I don't, if I don't do something right, like I, you know, having, having to parent for, for the next, you know, however many years co-parent legally, um, I always have that fear that if I do something to piss him off or, you know, if he's unsatisfied in whatever way, it's, it's so easy to go back to that vindictive mentality. Um, so it is, it's a long process. It's, there's not one thing I feel like anybody can do to leave an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. You have to do like several steps. You have mm-hmm. to like, there are friends even who are like, 
what do you mean? Like, I, I, I've been friends with this person for like my whole life. I, he would never act like that. And I'm like, that, that's, that's part of abusive relationships is that people who are abusers are not abusive to everybody. And, you know, mm-hmm. so part of leaving that is having to understand that as much as people are well-intentioned, they're not understanding to your problems and you just have to cut them off because it's going to be like a, like a cancer on your healing process to have somebody who's constantly like the, well, I'm just trying to be the devil's advocate. Not everything needs a devil's advocate. Right. <laughs> you know, if someone's, a <laughs> shitty, if someone's abusive to you, they don't need a devil's advocate. If no. Someone, like if I went up and like slapped you for no reason, it's like, oh, no, I want to know why she slapped her. I'm like, no, there's <laughs> like, yeah, sometimes you need like context and sometimes you don't. Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah I I don't know like there's no it's it's a long process and I feel like it's never ending if you have children it's a never-ending process Mm. like it will be a thing and also especially um if that if the person's a good parent to your child that's the worst because abusers can be great parents Mm -hmm. abusers can be you know the the best and and he's such a fun dad and he's got money and you know they got the playstations and so that's another thing i'm fighting against is that i want him i i love the fact that he's a good dad but it's also like hard you know it's like but you also did this this and this and this to me and us well you you know and all Mm -hmm. the stuff and that's never going to go away um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of a weird struggle to be in that and almost, it would be easier. Like it would almost be easier. Like ugh, if you were just a shitty dad, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to like take my kid to leave. <laughs> but I can't, like, I, I would never, you know, as, as much as he tried to use yeah. the legal system to take him away from me, I could never do that. I would never take someone's child away from them unless that child was at risk mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And he's a good dad. Um, so it's, you know, it's going to be ongoing. If you have children with an abuser, it's <laughs> going to be yeah. ongoing. Um, whether they're a good parent or not so (laughs) yeah it's it's a long (laughs) it's a long process I get anxiety like randomly I'm like oh my god like what if I have to go to court again for this or you know like tax season comes up and I'm like am I going to be able to claim him and or you know is it going to affect my medical and my medication and you know there's so many things that go into parenting with somebody um who has abusive tendencies yeah oh my goodness I'm sorry going through that um you were telling us that you would actually dress up all the time and I was gonna say um because you do cosplay at all or yeah um we don't have cosplay but he likes these these crochet outfits that I make and like yeah. one of them it looks like a Star Wars like thing that he likes and he was trying to see if maybe I could make him like a shirt or like a robe or something with a hoodie on it um but he does like to dress up he has like ninja costumes mm-hmm. and like um this bat pajamas that, that he has <laughs> that he wears around it's way too small on him now um but yeah the, he when he was like four or five months old we um and we were there and I have like some pictures of it like when he was like a little baby um at comic-con I feel like you know like that all like I feel like nerd culture in general mm-hmm. is kind of ingrained in him um, I love that a Harry Potter fan. Yes, I see. And I <laughs> love that. I'm definitely a nerd, so revive on that level. And that was my follow-up question because I saw a picture. You were dressed up as a fortune teller, your eyes rolled back in your head. Loved it. Dope shot. <laughs> Are you superstitious at all? Do you read tarot cards? Are you witchy? Tell me. 
I am. Um, I am superstitious. I'm not. I'm not religious. Um, I grew up Catholic and went to the Catholic church. Church. Um, I am superstitious, and I feel like I have really bad luck. Like my friends have told me. My friend Malice actually one time she was like. Of anyone I've ever met in my whole life, you have the worst luck of anyone no. I've ever met. No. Um, so sometimes I wonder. So sometimes I'm like, I wonder if like there's anything to do with that. Um, like, you know, something along the way um, messed up and fucked me up along the way. I feel, I do feel a spiritual energy. I would love to get into tarot cards. That was for a music video, by the way, that, okay. that shoot. Um and the reason why the eyes are white is because I can't like actually like roll my eyes back like people do the cool like whites of the eyes. I can't do that. And I was just going cross-eyed and I literally had to ask them. I was like, I don't know if we have the budget for this, but can y'all just like make my eyes white because it's not going to work. And they, they were able to do that. Um, but I would love to get into tarot cards. I have tried. I've had, I have some, um, cool decks that I I feel like I, I want to get into them myself but I also know that like if you don't know what you're doing you know that can like it's not really gonna work you know yeah. <laughs> so like yeah. uh Teddy my my wife um she will read my like if I have a question about something or like you know like need any like guidance I'll have her like I'll call her and be like Tara, give me my tarot I'll read it yes. <laughs> Um, and I have like, you know, sort of my, my plans and stuff. And I feel like that makes like my energy, I don't know if you can see all my plans, but you know, I have yeah. that, which I feel like makes your, your space healthier and happier. And I have like my Rose of Jericho and it brings like good luck. So yeah, I feel like, I feel like I do have spiritual tendencies and very, mm -hmm. you know, very, I guess <laughs> we all went through a witchy phase in middle school though, right? Like we all like had our like little like notebooks and like little pentagrams on it. So I feel like <laughs> I guess we could all say that. But I like stones and I like um, candles. I'm not really like a, like Teddy is more into like a, like all the crystals. Like she has like hundreds of crystals. I never really got into crystals a lot. Um, but yeah, other than that, yeah, I feel like, I feel like I, I, feel connection to mother nature overall oh, i feel cool. like transference of energy is real mm -hmm. and, and, and oh, people yeah. too like your transference of energy like when you mm -hmm. when you speak to somebody or you know even like a gift you give to somebody or you know an item or you know food for somebody like i feel like it's all just transference of energy um and that it's same thing with like ghosts and stuff i feel like it's very scientific actually to believe in that stuff because science tells us that energy is constant and always moving um, yeah. so if energy is constant, where does energy go when you die? Just because we haven't figured it out yet doesn't mean it's not a thing. We just mm. haven't gotten there to figure it out yet. Right. Um, so I feel like even though I'm a very scientific person, I feel like it goes all together. It's just, we haven't figured out how they go together. Mm. So people are always say, if you're, if you like science, you can't be spiritual or vice versa. And I feel like they're actually the two complexes go well. together. Yeah. <laughs> they go very well together. It can be both. Yeah. Yeah. It's a complex uh, nature is complex, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this duality that we live in, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Get your notepads handy. It's time for some sex worker advice. Yes. And this is advice that I even give myself and I'm literally telling myself on to going into this show I'm on on Wednesday is go slower. Like if you think you're dancing slow, you're not, go slower. <laughs> um, <laughs> because it's, 
you know, like it's really sexy. Like, you know, people like to see the body move. And there are sometimes where like I'll see, you know, watch like recording back and I'm having a fun time and I'm feeling the music. But sometimes like you lose the sexy too much because you're like, you are feeling the music. It's and then it's, like, oh. So if you're so you know, if you're at the virtual shows or you know, you're having a good time, it's like, yeah, do whatever you want. But if you're actually trying to make money, like if you're there to make money. Go slower. Oh, <laughs> man, I wish little, I had that advice. Taking it. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's so me. I just love my music. I'm like, what? Oh, slow. <laughs> no, it's slow. Really, like, for me, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like even advice I need to give myself. And I'll watch playback. And I'm like, what would I do? I'm like, <laughs> yes. you know, like freaking out. And I'm like, that could have been real cute if I just. You could have been. Myself a little sensual, <laughs> you know, something. And instead, I, like, I'm doing the most too much you know sometimes you just you know just because the song is hype for five minutes doesn't mean you need to be hype for the whole five minutes <laughs> kill me um, oh my god that's so awesome that is yeah, great so, advice <laughs> yes take your time <laughs> um, really also is. something i'm really bad at is eye contact mm. um looking at people you know like engaging i'm so bad at that so this is all stuff that like i need it, my advice to other people is also my advice to myself like Still, after all of this time, I am the worst at looking at people. If I'm on stage, I have rustic bitch face. So people think <laughs> I look really intimidating sometimes. And then I think about that. And then I'm like, what if they think I'm like mad dogging them? So then I'm like, oh, okay, go back, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. So eye contact, going slower, you know, trying to be sexy. It's, it can, it's harder than it looks, you know, like mm-hmm. if someone who's trying, if you're trying to get into stripping, thinking that it's easy, like, oh, <laughs> that's easy there's so many things about it it's not easy someone's you're going to be having a great time and someone's going to come in and say I didn't know where to go I just came from a funeral of my friend who died from a heroin overdose and you're going to be like what uh now I'm a therapist you know so like it's not (laughs) there's so many things that like go into stripping you have to talk to people you have to engage in conversation you have to like be sexy which is not easy yeah. <laughs> it's literally not like even if you're like the hottest chick in the room like you could be people especially you see this all the time people who are like I'm a bad bitch and they are like they walk in and you're like yes you're hot you're great you're gorgeous but then they'll you know pay us to get on stage and do stage dance and then like literally fall down and I'm like yeah because it's harder than it looks mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you can't you go, just girl. be a hot bad bitch you have to yeah. like have ankle support <laughs> and like, you know, point your toes. And like, all this, you know, there's so many things. Oh, the pointing um, of the toes. Yeah. I still have to go on that. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's another thing too. I feel like that's kind of a mix because coming from a dance background, I have that already ingrained to me, but it's mm. not necessarily a stripper thing um, because you could be like the best stripper and not point your toes too. So I've seen, I've also seen that, but also I've seen some really shitty strippers who that just adds to the fact that they can't dance and the fact mm. that they're not playing jobs. So I feel like, you know, that to me, I have seen some really amazing dancers and I'm like, oh, she's not even pointing her toes and I didn't even notice until just now, you know? <laughs> like, that's, that's, the thing with stripping. that's the thing with stripping too, is like the roles of dancing don't necessarily apply Why? to all of stripping yeah. too. Which is why the go slower thing makes sense because it's like when you dance to certain songs, you're dancing hip hop, you do whatever, you want to dance the tempo of the music, you want to do all the stuff, but then stripping specifically is like, no, just go slower. Um, so yeah, it's it's like, it's, yeah, there's a certain things that you can do to look, um, to look more appealing to people, even when you're walking around, just, you know, like, 
again, I'm the worst at it. I'll be there, like, eating a bag of chips, like a slob. Just yeah. on the counter. And it's like, that's me. I know, like, there's a time and place where I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with not making money right now. And you have to be, you have to be honest with yourself and say, yeah. do I want to make money? Am I trying to make money tonight? Okay. Do this, 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 and that. It's hard work. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's my advice. Awesome. That's, that's good advice. Thank you for sharing. It's time for some rapid fire Q&A. Let's begin the four for one. So marry, kill, sleep with. You know that game? Yes. Okay. So I went through a deep sea dive on your Instagram and I found Susan Sarandon, <laughs> Sirius Black, and Bill Nye, the science guy. <laughs> I love how that's what you found on me. Because I love them. Okay. God. Okay. This is hard because it's like, is it Gary Oldman or Sirius Black? First of all, is it Gary Oldman or Sirius Black? Because it's the actor or the character. Because that's too, ooh, also too. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh. Let's do Sirius but, Black because I wrote Sirius Black, not the character. Okay. The character, so. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would fuck Sirius Black. Yeah. <laughs> Kill Bill Nye the science guy, sorry, and uh, marry Susan Sarandon because I just would just to wake up to her every morning would just be fantastic. And delicious. I feel like Sirius Black would be great bug. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Being in prison in Azkaban all those years. <laughs> <laughs> prison sex. Um, <laughs> in one word, how would you sum up social media? Oh, weird. God. <laughs> weird <laughs> I love it <laughs> um, if animals could talk which one would be the rudest cats yeah. <laughs> fucking cats for real honestly. you hear that ginger cats. you're rude because <laughs> they're rude even when they don't talk they'll look at you and be like oh did you need that yes. <laughs> <Smack it. laughs> so I mean you just know that they would be rude if they were talking to you <laughs> <laughs> Um, and if you could dress up as any character or portray a character, who would that be? This is not really a character, um, as much as like a whole ass lifestyle. Um, but Selena, um, <laughs> oh, that purple yeah. outfit. Okay. That purple outfit's like one of my favorites. Um, I'm actually, um, trying to commission it for my friend oh. Alabama. Yeah, that's my cat. Um, <laughs> okay. um, my friend Alabama, she makes amazing masks and like amazing costumes. And this year for Halloween, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get a Selena outfit because that that purple outfit that she wears um, at the Astrodome at her last concert is just phenomenal. Yeah, um, and that always like lives with me. Like even as as a kid, like like again, I've always wanted to be a performer. And like even as a kid, like watching that movie and like watching her performances because we had it on VHS. I would always just like see, you know, the dancing and the outfit and the hair and like all of it and just be like, I want to be her. Mm. Um, and I feel like still to this day, I'm like, yeah, still need that. Gonna get that. This year, I'm getting that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, wow. Thank you for sharing your story. You have amazing information. And would you like to tell any, everyone where to find or follow you? Oh, hello. <laughs> this is Aria. <laughs> you've got oh, a lot yes, of you can critters, eh? <laughs> yeah um I have um I have a dog I have three cats I have three snakes and um also 11 shrimp shrimp so, 
Shrimp. Yes, oh. there are three of them. There are three of my shrimp. They're, they're, they're oh like minis, so you can't really see them. They're so tiny. Like That's so cool. Um, but you can follow me and all of my weird critters and uh, where I'm crocheting <laughs> and all that stuff on Instagram at Honey Lestrange. Honey underscore Lestrange. Um, I am going to be, I don't know if I'm going to be continuing doing virtual shows. I'm doing one. I don't know when, if this is going up anytime soon, but I am doing one with the cyber Crown girls on Wednesday, the 26th. Awesome. Um, and yeah, I think that's about it. My Etsy is on my Instagram and, um, DM me for any custom designs. I, um, give good instructions on how to take measurements. If you, if you, need help <laughs> measurements. Um, if you want some plants, I can ship you some plants. I, I sell, um, and ship plants online. So yeah, hit me up. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much again. And thank you so much to everyone who is listening. And just one last reminder that this is a listener funded podcast. So please, please go to our website and uh, donate. Those donate buttons are all over there. Or you can go to paypal.me forward slash yes stripper podcast and donate there. Awesome. Thanks for listening, everyone. This episode has been a production with Period Podcast Network. Find out more on Instagram at Period Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram too at Yes, a Stripper Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Yes, a Stripper Pod. Please like, subscribe, and rate Yes, a Stripper Podcast here on YouTube. See you next week.